0: Hello and welcome to The Universal Hitchhiker. Uh, I am Jeff. Uh, with me as always is Matt and Jamie. And today we have Rex and James of Tropidelic. Uh, in my eyes, one of the most eclectic, funky, best bands I've ever seen live. Uh, if you've never seen Tropidelic live, you are missing out on one hell of a show. Uh, I've seen you guys a couple times, uh, and I've been through the entire catalog of music. I am a big fan. Um,
1: Thank you, that's
0: awesome. Because I know a lot about you guys already, I'd like to start out with Matt to ask a few questions about the music and whatnot.
2: Sure,
3: yeah, yeah. So so first thing I noticed is your guys' music is so fun and laid back, um, but you guys have some pretty deep lyrics in some songs. So I was wondering, like every, every artist kind of has a message that they're trying to portray. And I was wondering what uh, what your guys' message is, what you want to leave with with the listener
4: i don't know if there's like a direct message like overall that would like encompass the entire thing but like i very much like to think of us as like a like a working man's kind of group like you know like like we're from cleveland like midwest like you know we weren't born on a beach like ships crazy like you know wild growing up here it's a wild town like whatever the hell like i guess like a big thing for like me personally like at least like lyrically is that like i like to think like a part of my message is that like you can do this too, like, I, like this wasn't supposed to work for the white rapper from Cleveland, like you know what I mean, like,
1: <laughs> like
4: in, I think like a big part of it's just that like you can do what you set your mind to, and like you know, there's a formula if you follow the formula and you stick to what you're doing and you don't waver from what you're doing, that like you can do this too, and like we're just normal dudes just living life, and like you know, we're very fortunate to be in the position we're in, but like also worked very hard to be in the position that we're in. But like, you know, the point with the music too, is just like to make music that everybody can like relate to on some way, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We play reggae from
1: Cleveland.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, obviously you guys got the reggae, the funk, uh, a little bit of hip hop and some alternative ska influences. Um, I guess I, another question I wanted to ask is if you could, if you could collaborate with any artist, who would you want living or dead? Who would you want to, who would you want to work with? anybody come to mind for
1: you smash mouth smash mouth. <laughs> only only because i was listening to their first album the other day because it's like a ska punk record and i'm like yeah. man what if they just came out with a six <laughs> ska punk song some somewhere down the road but um i don't i don't know Maybe dirty, I... dirty heads was honestly yeah that was cool. a big one like, for us uh,
4: charlie tuna from jurassic five yeah okay uh,
0: I was what waiting happened.
4: for that. <laughs> yeah, like we've uh we've gotten to kick it with him a couple of times, and he's actually uh, performed with us before, like come up and rapped, and like love to uh, do something with him. Just uh, you know hip hop god,
3: just like that'd be yeah. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. One thing that I noticed when when looking at all your all your pages and stuff online, um, you guys host your own music for, the festival. Yeah. Um, yep. The freak stomp. Um, freak stomp. Yeah. How uh, how did that come about and um like like ex- give us a little explanation of, of what it is and what you guys are doing and and how it came about well we just like played so many festivals that like it kind of got to a point where it's like damn like like we could be doing this too
4: and like honestly our, our homie zach Fowler from sundried vibes uh he threw a music festival for a while called surrounded by the sound and like after we did that a couple times we we're like damn like, like we want to do this and like i think a big part of like the reason too is that like we'll go around the country, play with all these awesome bands, meet all these people and we'll be like, "Damn!" like, come home, tell your friends, like, I wish you could have saw this band that we played with, I wish you could have, whatever. So like, it's kind of our opportunity to be like, you know, this is everybody that like we like, like from around the, the country. So it's like, we kind of get to set our completely own vibe. Like all the bands, all the music is like, like the band picked that. Like we didn't like, you know, we don't have like somebody coming down on us saying like, you need these guys, you need these guys. It's just, like, no, like this is everybody we like and we think would do a good job. So it's like, getting to create, like, our own environment for you to, like, listen to music, and I think was a big inspiration, like, for that, like, which is, uh, again, too, like, a lot of the lineups and stuff we've had it's, like, if I threw a music festival, like, that's what I would want to have there, Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's, like, a
3: really cool part of that. So, so is it, um, like, is it more of just a a fun thing that you guys are, are putting on, or do you guys have any big aspirations for it? Do you plan on, on just I mean, it's definitely it or... grown every year. Yeah. Like, uh, we had like, I think 1,200 people there
4: last year. So, I mean, like, you know, we're going to ride it till the wheels fall off, you know, see how big we sure. can get it. Like, just like, you know, but also, too, like keeping it within, like, it's a very like family event. Like, we're super lucky, too. Like, our fans are like, we have some of those hardcore fans out there, and like, a lot of them have like become friends. So it's like, you know, you can walk around the whole festival and like say hi to every single person because it's just, you know, people flying from all over the country to come and stuff too. So it's just like super cool,
3: like in, in that regard as well. Yeah. So so with, with all of that going on, how do you guys still find time to to write and, and perform outside of the festival for Tropodelic? Uh
1: writing writing's been a lot of just the downtime home with like the yeah, guys right now nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely coming out with a lot more new music. But yeah, yeah most we, the writing would always
4: happen on the road.
1: Yeah. yeah. Before sound checks, before yeah, anything, just coming up with ideas and writing them while we're abroad. Okay. And then we come home here in the Heights, was mostly written in the basement of uh, Univers- or Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Oh,
5: wow.
1: Um, yeah, we're just always kind of coming up with ideas.
3: That's cool. That's cool. So, do you guys have a date set for, for this year's festival?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the, I think the, I, I saw the,
3: August, or?
0: August 14th, 15th, and 16th, I believe. Yes.
3: yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And and where are you mm-hmm. holding it? You want to just give us a little rundown? Do you have any bands booked yet? Uh, yeah, so the first phase lineup is out. Uh, it's us, Ballyhoo, uh,
4: the Palmer Squares, which is this awesome hip hop duo from Chicago. A um, couple, a couple like local homies on there too. Uh, we have a second, we have a second, yeah, second. Out, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're just waiting to see what you know if we're allowed to even throw it, like you know, yeah, right yeah. It's in for, Central Ohio sure. place called the Clear Fork Adventure Resort. It's like an old okay. ski old ski resort. So it's pretty cool. There's like chairlifts everywhere and like it's super Outside? done. Outside?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's camping
4: cool. too, so everybody camps. That's like, awesome. Is-
3: oh man, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, you got some questions?
2: Yeah, I do. So um, about, I'm going off festivals too because I love music festivals. That's a huge part of my life. I saw that you guys performed at like Electric Forest, California Roots, Warped Tour, War, kind of just all all these different festivals, would you guys say you prefer like the festival scene or more like more an intimate kind of like setting? Do you have a preference or?
4: I, some of my favorite shows ever like were huge festivals, but I think at the end of the day, like I prefer like a
1: cramped ass
4: club, just people
1: bouncing off the walls, like, people losing them. their mind is always like the most fun thing for me to see. Just as a drummer, <laughs> just from behind, everyone losing their shit. Yeah, it's, I can't
2: even imagine that
1: feeling. It, it's cool from a festival. Is just a, it's a long day in the end. It's a longer kind. Of, it's a different feel than an intimate show. Um, Warp tour was. Like number one bucket list thing for me to do. I was gonna so,
2: ask you which yeah. festival was your favorite that you performed at.
1: Well, Warped Tour was the hardest by far, <laughs> and like the grossest, and just like hot weather, <laughs> a lot of rain too. Yeah, but that was yeah, that was a dream come true for I. I of us, yeah, was like... but in, at the end of the day, it was my birthday. Like I was so stoked. Like, for real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah, Bunbury was cool. Yeah, that in Cincinnati. Bunbury in Cincinnati
4: was awesome. Electric force was amazing. Uh, well
2: i would i would love to go to electric forest yeah super
4: also the grounds there what was like a big selling point on that too like just like all the art installations and stuff just like really 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 cool
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's a big part of it for sure um all all right well uh my other question kind of totally uh not to do with festivals but when it comes to writing um your music when there's a group of you how does that go like writing with you know, a big group. Is that tough? Because I hear, you know, you hear Alcoholic and you have that like beat in the back with the trumpet and like the high beat and then you hear like Leviathan and it's maybe like a little darker. Is that like because you guys have all like different ideas for music or Well, typically like, like
4: somebody will come up with an idea for a song and then bring that idea like kind of fleshed out to the group and then everybody will like write their own parts. <laughs> so let's say like our singer Rhodes would be like, I have this hook and like this guitar part. So then our trumpet player Derek will be like, okay, I think this horn line goes good with this, so we'll add this. Or like, and then our guitarist Bobby will be like, "Okay, like I'm gonna do this sort of thing." and Rex
1: on the
2: drums I'll, yeah, or, I'll like,
1: add drums. Let's trial yeah, and error a, and a, a lot, lot of different. Thing. Yeah, but we all like <laughs> well, we all have input on the song in the end. Like, if mm. we think something's coming together, that's not quality. Like, <laughs> well, we'll we'll try to take the idea and move it along to something different. And we've actually done that with songs before, like changed keys, just tried something different mm-hmm. with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, just mess around with it until you get what you want for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah, that's awesome. All right. Some Jeff, anything?
0: Um, when you guys do the writing process, and it's all of you, um, are you guys always pretty open to each other commenting or giving feedback on each other's parts?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like just like any group of people you get together working close, like, There'll be some bickering or arguing and stuff but like at the end of the day like everybody wants to so- like it's everybody's livelihood it's everybody's song like everybody wants it like if you disagree with somebody like they're disagreeing with you because they want it to sound the best that it can sound so it's like i think it's taken personal or things like that like everybody wants the best fourth song so like it's tough, it's, it's tough writing
1: class. with six people though totally in, in in a way it is yeah but uh we lot do it a too many cooks <laughs> you guys all have
3: different music backgrounds Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Into? yeah 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 i know i know james is uh, a lot of hip-hop and and punk what's yours uh rec
1: i my background is like classic rock but like rush was my first concert ever but i'm a metal drummer yeah. and i've been playing metal the entirety that i've been playing drums uh and punk a lot so when i joined the band two years ago it was kind of a weird change of pace, but it was something I needed to like further my drumming catalog.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But uh, mostly I listen to I, everything. My, if I, hit, I hit shuffle on Spotify and it just goes down rabbit holes. It's mm-hmm. jazz, punk, a lot of screaming though. Is, is, <laughs> <laughs> and rap recently within like the last few years, actually since I joined TROP it really took me down a path where I enjoy uh, rap music way more than, than I used to.
0: Oh, does that mean that, um, does that mean that Bobby came in with you? I mean, cause he's the uh, other metal guy. Bobby was way before
1: my time. He was the first metal guy. He was the first metal guy.
0: Um, I, love, I love watching him in the back banging his head when you're playing just reggae songs. <laughs> <and he's, laughs> it's yeah. a great combination.
1: Yeah. We're, we're trying to go wild. <laughs>
0: When you guys do the music, is it, does everybody contribute to the lyrics as well, or just the music?
1: Uh, the lyrics are
4: all, all me and Rhodes. Anything he sings, he wrote. Anything I sing, I wrote. So oh, really? Pretty
0: pretty cut and dry, yeah. Do you guys do that separately after the music or before the music, or do you do it during the rest of the process?
4: It just depends. So, like, like Rhodes plays the guitar, so, like, he'll be able to, like, come up with, like, little, like, ditties and, like, play and sing it, bring it to practice, and then, like, you know, Bobby will do something with the guitar, everyone comes up with their parts. I'm, like, not super versed, like, in the guitar, so, like, a lot of times when I come up with something, like, I'll come up with, like, the, the words always come first for me, I guess. Sometimes, like, they'll come up with a song, be like, okay, we want a rap verse here, so then I'll write to that after, like, the part's already kind of made, but, like, if I'm coming up with the idea for the song, I'll have, like, a melody or some words, and then, like, I'm just fortunate enough to, like, work with dudes, like, as talented as Rex and Pegs and Derek Rhodes, everybody, that, like, I can come in and just be like, okay, like, this is what I have. Bobby, I imagined you doing something like this. Rex, I imagined you doing something like this. And then, like, instantly they just do what's like in my head. But it's also students so have been playing together for so long that it's like, like, he knows what I want. Like, everybody. So it's like,
1: yeah. We know how to, we think we know how to make a tropodelic song, a tropidelic song, kind of utilizing everyone's strengths. Um, yeah. How long have you guys been together?
4: Uh, the band's been together for around nine or ten years. I've been in for six. Uh, Rex has been in for two. Doing some change. Everybody
3: else yeah. like a little bit longer. So the current lineup's about two years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: Um, one one thing to note. Um, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but you guys you guys spit out a tremendous amount of music. Um, you guys don't do an LP every two or three years. You guys do an EP, sometimes two EPs a year.
5: Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: so with that many songs, is there a lot that are on the cutting room floor that you kind of pick up and play again? Or
4: uh, Lately, there has been yeah, for sure because we've been doing all the live streams. So it's like, yeah. if we're on a tour, like we can play the same set list like, nights in a row because we're playing it to different people <laughs> in different towns. But like, with the live streams, it's a lot of the same people tuning back in. So we've been having to, like, go through and, like, take songs that we haven't played in, like, a really long time and, like, relearn them just to keep, like, that fresh. So honestly, that's been, like, a good, like, exercise, like, here. Like, even finding songs that we haven't played in years but like, damn, like, we should bring that back. Like, so that's been, like, a cool little part of that. So I'll even, like, hear songs from back then and be, like, damn, like, I said that? Like, I, don't, I have no recollection of, like, writing it. Like, it's, like, it's like, it almost like it's someone else's words. Like, so it's cool, like, relearning like, thinking about, like, where I was in the headspace, even when we wrote it, like
1: things like just flashes from the past kind of. When it comes to it lyrically though, like, well, we don't normally like, I like all of our lyrics. So like they wrote them, but I'm like, yeah, I feel what you're, what you're <laughs> saying. You know what I mean? Like we don't really critique it that much, but, uh, but yeah, no, I feel like the overall message that Tropodelic tries to portray is like what James was saying, like Cleveland's strong, like we're having fun doing this, but we're putting in the work and then also just like I really enjoy reggae and like listening to reggae yeah. like the positivity yeah. of it so yeah I'm happy to
4: finally be in a band that my mom likes yeah. I think I was, like, I I cool that was right? yeah. I never thought that would happen right I've always supported always whatever but like now like now I'll be like oh like you have to listen to my son's band <laughs> like, you know, like, I feel good about like where I'm at my music career because like my mom likes it now so it's like that's it's gonna good songs for everybody <laughs> that's, like,
0: awesome. that's awesome <laughs> Are you? do you find is it hard is it strange like it, I, I guess if you meet somebody on the street and you're in Cleveland and they're like oh you're in a band are you like rock it's like no oh, we do like reggae funk So they look at you <laughs> like you're in Cleveland dude? it's a totally different beach <laughs> <laughs> I mean honestly like
4: we've been fortunate enough too to where like I mean it's our hometown so like our best shows are in Cleveland and yeah. we're also like if you like this kind of music in a lot of ways we're the only way here to get so it's like, like I mean, straight up, like we'll be out. Someone be like, "Oh, like you play music?" I'll be like, "Yeah." And like, like, what's your band? Like, it up. Like, oh shit! Like, because like we're like, you know, there's not a lot of other music like that here. Like, there's just yeah. not. So it's like, yeah. if, if you're into that kind of thing, like we're what you have here. So I guess too, that's like, we view that like it's exciting, it's fun. We like to like enjoy that, asking it like when you can, like whatever the hell. But like, it's also like a responsibility of like shit. Like if we're the only option you have, like we're not gonna be whack. You know what I mean? Like. We have to like maintain that, like Cleveland rap, of just like, yeah, this is like chiller music laid back, like, we're still tough, <laughs> like, is,
5: like, it, you
0: know. Um, so yeah, I know you guys are both, <clears throat> uh, I guess, newer members. I, I hate to say it in that way, He's but um, long, long <laughs> yeah, bro. six years. Uh, when you guys first stepped on stage with the band for the first time tell me what that was like for both of you because the the audience reaction is something that i'm sure really hit but that vibe and that and that feeling uh tell me about both of your guys first experiences on stage with the band
1: i started out as the merch guy for 2 days before i became the drummer of the band <laughs> as like a test run just to see like what 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 tour was like uh i did all right Day two was great, but that was like the passing of the stick ceremony to me. And I just played one song, but it was to like a weird looking venue in New Philly. Yeah, yeah. And it it just like had levels. I don't know. But it it felt really cool. Really cool. I mean, I I don't know. I've never played in front of crowds like that ever before in my life. It, It was an awesome experience. It was definitely a new way of living for me as well, so... You know, it took some time to really kind of settle in and appreciate, like, what we're doing. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, my first experience.
4: Hell yeah. Yeah, I, so I was uh, I was in, like, punk and ska bands, like, all through high school. And we used to open up for TROP Fidelic, actually. And TROP was my all-time favorite band. Like, I'd, like, take my band to, like, open up for them. And I'd like, listen, guys, like, everybody be cool. Everybody behave, be helpful. Like, don't be annoying. Like, this is the one band that can like help us out. So we're Cleveland. Or Cleveland's like a metal town and a rap town. So like, yeah. when we were a ska band, like you had Tropodelic and you had my band, and that was it. So like, this was the only band that could like help us. Like, so I was made it a huge point, like off rip, like in high school, just like yo, like we need to like link with these guys and be cool with these guys, whatever. And then when I got asked to join the band and then ended up doing my first show, like that was like complete dream come true like i'd like never ever imagined like like i got to join my favorite band like they weren't huge at the time whatever but like joining revolution at the time wouldn't have been cooler for me because i liked Tropodelic more like so that was like felt like a a summation of like i felt like i made it that first time. moral of the story is don't meet your heroes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but like that was like a pretty
1: like serendipitous moment for for me like pretty pretty amazing and I met and I met James, and then he just dragged me into all this
0: mess. <laughs> You're not upset, though, are you? Not at all. No, just,
1: I, I played Warp Sword. I'm <laughs> content. <laughs> yeah, it, was it was all, all worth it. No, yeah, we have a
0: good time here. We have fun. Um, did you have any tours lined up this year besides the Freak Stomp coming up? Which, well, I guess it isn't a tour. It's more. It's more of a, a festival weekend. But did you have something already set up that had to be canceled or postponed?
4: Yeah, yeah, so we uh, we came back uh, from, like, an eight-week tour on, like, March 14th or something, and then we were supposed to have four days off and then go back out for another eight weeks. And uh, so that, like, we, we got a, a whole tour just canceled off. Rip. We like, got We got half the tour done. Yeah. In a way. It's pretty wild, too. Like, I keep saying that, like, I haven't been, like in the state of ohio or cleveland like for this long consecutively since i was 18. since i like, joined the band this has been, been two long. long so it's like been pretty wild but, yeah so yeah a lot a
1: lot of a lot of, lot of stuff got canceled yeah. um but we're still booking in hopes of the yeah, future yeah. like we're, we're still coming up with ideas and trying to figure things out so as things yeah, slowly yeah. start to open where they are i mean those businesses are trying to work and adapt as well. So, like festival businesses and stuff like that. So,
0: I gotcha. Um, Matt was asking about compilations and stuff. Um, have you guys ever done solo projects, or do you stay pretty much in the band with everything?
4: Yeah, tons of tons of solo projects. So, our uh, trumpet player Derek, he makes like country bluegrass kind of music. It's really. Amazing! It's so sick! <laughs> it's it's awesome. amazing. Uh, his, his name's Derek McBride. You can find him on any platform doing that. Uh, Rhodes has his own kind of like hip y pop project uh, under the name Rhodes Icarus. Um, I'm in a, a hip hop trio called Cicero, and uh, we actually just dropped our first single last week, and um, it's called Boom Bap. Uh, it's on all streaming platforms as well. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, we're always just cooking up stuff on the side, like, Rex Rex has been rapping lately, actually, writing a couple songs, like,
1: writing raps, it's been fun, yeah. uh, I hope to release some of that soon, but then also, like, I'm writing songs just being home on my own, like, help, definitely writing with TROP, like, we're all in communication with each other, We've we've been writing together, but distancing at the same time, um, but I've been, like, writing pop-punk music, like, a bunch of different things that I want to release. I, I'm possibly a Jimmy Buffett punk rock cover band. That that that's in the works as of a long time ago, but we, we talked today, so that you know.
0: Well, so you've you really uh, I don't want to uh, you you've been all around with music. I mean, from Rush to now, you're doing rap and and Jimmy Buffett cover. I mean, And that's good, though. I mean, a well-rounded artist. Do you play more than just the drums, then? Do you play other instruments?
1: I I dabble with bass. I I get a piano, but I haven't had one, like, in front of me at, like, where I've been staying for, like, forever. Um, I could play a little bit of guitar, but I just have, all I do is listen to music, so I just understand the art of songwriting and things like that, so I can understand, like, how an instrument, you know, could sound good. I played Derek's banjo the other day. <laughs> it sounded good to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, mo- mostly drums. Like 100% drums and then non- I'm going to add a percent for rap. <laughs> that's
0: new. That's, <yeah. laughs> and then James, you do you play other instruments besides?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm a drummer by trade. That was like my first instrument. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I was like the drummer in like punk bands like through high school and then I ended up like becoming the singer of one and like straight up the two there's like a lot of people in Cleveland like it like you rap a little bit like if you live here like some, yeah some, like, I didn't think or, I was gonna or be rapping or somebody <laughs> know who can rap. so it's like I was always like do like doing that like a little bit with like kids at school and stuff so then I became the singer of my high school band and then we opened up the trap and I saw Rhodes rap and I was just like damn I was like I can I can do that too. Like, but I'd never like taken it seriously. So then like, I started kind of incorporating that into my band a little bit. Uh, and then Rhodes called me one day and was like, Hey, like do you play the trombone? And I said, no. He's was like, do you want to learn? And I was like, hell yes. Like <laughs> I had to like learn the trombone. And then a couple weeks into that, we we're like writing a song, something needed something. And I was just like, yo, I rap too. So then I wrote a little rap and threw it on a song and then kind of just, up from there, just started writing more songs and rapping more, playing the trombone less, and yeah. Uh,
0: one last question before we, uh, before we uh, talk about um, Underdog and, and play it, um, your, your stage presence is, is incredible. Um, and, if, and if anybody sees you, it, you guys kind of explode uh, right off the bat. Uh, and there's always some surprises along the way. <laughs> is it is there is there a choreographed or is it just we you just feel the music and go do you do any prep before a show well we have some things like
4: like you'll notice like at, at some points like the whole band is like rocking from side to side like obviously that's like okay like when this hits we're going to do that so we have a couple like little like steps that like specifically mean like the trumpet player like will be the horn sessions me and him always kind of like coordinate what we're doing and, like, I guess, like, things like that, like, weren't, like, initially planned, but then we realized we were both doing it, so now it's just, like, okay, like, we never said for sure that during this song we're gonna go side to side, but we both know that that's what you do, like, um... For real. So, yeah, like, I I think, like, the way I like to put it is that, like, like, we're definitely musicians, we love music, we have the help, like, if I'm on stage, like, my first job is to entertain you, like, I don't want the music to suffer because of that, so, like, that's definitely in, like, the back of your head, too, but, like, you know, like, what's worse than, like, seeing, like, a band that, like, you love and you can't wait to see them, and they all just stand there and just, like, play the song, like, like, I'm a musician, and if I watch that, I'll get bored, and I know what you're doing, like, I can be technically impressed by what you're doing, but, like, I'm there to be, like, when it comes to being on stage, like I'm an entertainer before I'm a musician, is like what I like to say.
1: I agree with him because no one ever told me to move side to side with them. I just decided, <laughs> we were right, yeah. and, I, and I was just like, "Yep, okay, this is what these <laughs> guys do."
2: Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> yeah like, I'm in.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so the first song we are going to play is "Underdog." I'd like you guys to just kind of tell us a little bit about the song with the, with a the little introduction for it.
4: So "Underdog" was. Um it actually was my favorite song by Dropadelic before I joined the band. So it's like a 7 or 8 year old song, but uh only the chorus is the same. Um the horn line is the same too, but like uh that whole track was like uh resurrected like 2 years ago for this album. Like we we're practicing and like we we're just like dude, like we got to bring the song back. Like it
1: was an awesome song and we kind of just we were in Indianapolis and we like yeah. sat around a table and like <laughs> we are listening to an old recording of it and then we just kind of morphed it into what it is
4: yeah so i rewrote the lyrics to the verses and took those and rose kept the hook and kind of just brought brought it back to life which uh kind of a serendipitous as well along with something called underdog yeah it kind it of came back <laughs>
0: Welcome back. Um, so, yes, uh, we are in the middle of the, the quarantining, the pandemic. Um, I know we're all in different areas. Uh, the three of us are in the Phoenix area, and then you guys obviously are in uh, uh, Cleveland. Tell me what it's been like there uh, and what it's like now, because I know it was really strict in the beginning, and then tell me how it is now
4: yeah Cleveland definitely like or uh, Ohio uh, from what I've heard has been like one of the stricter states like we at least went into like lockdown stuff a lot earlier than other people did Uh, they just reopened bars with patios um, and and restaurants as well Uh, and then I believe this Friday they're allowing indoor seating but like with a lot of like restrictions I haven't gone out Uh, not really a huge go out to the bar drinker anyway I guess but
1: uh, I don't know like it doesn't seem like it would be super fun.
5: They, like, they also, so
4: like right now, like yeah, that bizarre, really like,
1: they open up barber shops, like nail salons, things like that. I heard gyms were opening up within the next week or so. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to me, at least. I don't, I don't know about that, but um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, I agree with James, like everyone's in Cleveland basically is kind of keeping their distance. There's a lot of people out for sure, but I mean, it's a ghost town downtown sometimes yeah i feel like everyone's just
4: like out of stuff to even like say about it like we're staying home and we're just like waiting to be told what to do so like nobody expected it nobody knows what's gonna happen or what could it like there's just no i don't know it's not my hat to wear to (laughs) fix the problem like
0: just waiting to see like what happens so and you you guys are still and you guys are still shut down no. Uh, well, well, no. You, I'm sorry. You said you said there were some patios and stuff open. Yeah, a couple, yeah. There there, there was a open.
1: lockdown for like
0: a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then it until got,
1: Friday, everything's completely shut down.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here um, in Phoenix, it's we we did a. I don't know what it was called. It was it was kind of light. I mean, all the restaurants were doing to go orders. Um, the three yeah, of Same us, here. The three of us are in the restaurant business, uh, and we Word. just opened up on Monday uh, last Monday, uh, where, you know, spaced out tables, uh, yeah. we, you know, we had to bring on someone to sanitize pretty much from the minute we're open to the, to the second we close, uh, yeah. making sure everything's clean. Um, I mean, it's, but it was a little bit more loose here. A lot of people weren't really paying attention. I mean, I have For a sure. park... I have a park in my backyard and every morning there's tons of people out playing disc golf. And some of the groups playing disc golf were like 15 people. So, you know, it's, and now that we've gotten, I think now that we're do we're starting to open the restaurants, the bar side is busy, but the dining side is still kind of, I think those people are a little hesitant to go out and maybe careful. But then the bar people are the ones that were probably hoping that this would end and probably didn't want it to start in the first place, and they're like, "I'm ready to be social again." So.
2: Oh, the right. second it was lifted, it was packed. Yeah.
0: Damn. Yeah. Wait, you guys, people go to bars? Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. we opened them back on Monday. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: It was. What is that? Wild.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm ex well,
4: service industry myself, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel for
3: you guys. Yeah, even well, like out here, like I, I feel like my life hasn't changed at all. Like, I mean, I yeah, the traffic's a little less work, but I mean, everything that I was doing before, I can I could still do now. I feel like it, was, it was crazy. I don't have much of a life, but I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah we, you know, the the wife and I go out once in a while, but I mean, every week we were going to the furniture store. I mean, and we had some mm-hmm. time. I mean, I think that was the only thing is since we were doing to go orders, obviously we're not as busy. You don't put in the hours that you used to, but yeah. I mean, we've cleaned and refurnished our house during okay. the, during, during exactly. the pandemic. Yeah. And yeah, the stores, the are, open
3: to to yeah, the stores right. are open to do it. Yeah. The stores are open to do it.
0: Yeah. A lot, lots of, lots of uh, curbside pickup and whatnot. <laughs> um so you, and you guys did, you guys did, well, you said you've done a few live streams, but you did one last night too, on the 17th. How did that go?
4: Super good. Uh, yeah, it was in Columbus. It's a place called uh, Weird Music Studios. And uh, our past two live streams were uh, sponsored by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So that was like pretty cool. They uh, basically just uh, co-streamed it or, or oh. simul stream. I don't know what the hell it's called, but uh, yeah. they, they, they shared the stream from their page as well. So that was like. Pretty awesome. Just like that's getting the nod lot, from, the, right. from the rock hall, baby. Yeah, that's sick. That's, yeah. sick. that's awesome. We got 15,
1: 16 more years, yeah, the we'll yeah. they're, they're super yeah. involved yeah. with
4: like, <laughs> local music in, in a lot of ways. We've had a lot of cool opportunities through that over the years. I like, played the
1: rock hall as a high schooler. <laughs> they'd have the oh, high wow. school rock wow. off there and a bunch of, bunch of things they support for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh. yeah. I've been there a few times. I had no idea that it was uh, so community driven.
4: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. they, they host like a lot of events there too and stuff that are like, like we did this one event there. It was amazing. It was like every restaurant that was like something in Cleveland, essentially set up a table like throughout the museum with like a free sample of like their main dish. So like we played the show and then we got to just like walk around and like eat the best food that Cleveland had to offer. Like it was like one of the cooler events we've done. But yeah, they do tons of like free stuff for the community, a lot of outreach stuff. Like the the rock hall is like really really they're about they're for the cause like one hundred percent like that's
0: awesome yeah well, and then you guys have done sugar shack recently right or is that just we've a done, really-
4: uh, couple times we did yeah we just released the the EP through that that was recorded like about a year and a half ago or so but we've done a a, a couple of sessions
0: down down there. Um i jamie and uh matt are a little unfamiliar with sugar shack can you give them an idea on kind of what it is
1: they're a florida video production company but they also uh do they are they a recording studio too
4: i don't think they do actual recording recording like like you wouldn't go there and like make your album per se but it's basically yeah it's a video acoustic video series so like
1: yeah they're they're, uh, youtube uh, and they have an awesome like
4: backyard their crib like they just set up the scene and like you uh just like uh intimate acoustic sessions like you know tons of that. bands do them yeah. in other settings like uh things like that of, of that nature but yeah it yeah it's like a jungle back there it's perfect yeah it's spot like, it's like
0: most bands yeah they get to play kind of stripped down versions of their own songs and it's
4: yeah it's all acoustic it's yeah it's cool, That's
0: cool. it's a lot of fun it's fun to see uh, i know ineffable has something to do with it a little bit too but um what do you have you guys been watching other band live streams what kind of stuff have you been doing while you're while you have been at home
4: uh i've been reading and skateboarding a lot which are things i would do anyway i guess but like uh
5: i mean that's like
4: keeping me sane uh but yeah definitely been watching other band streams like bumping uglies joint operation joey Harka. little little stranger little stranger is That's hilarious yeah a couple of those guys too have been doing like uh like joint operation in particular and little stranger they do live stream variety shows so they have like skits like planned out through them where they do like commercials for themselves and they're fucking hilarious like yeah super cool like it's, it's cool to see like i feel like for a lot of bands like the whole quarantine and all this things getting canceled like some bands are gonna sink and some are gonna swim and like the ones that are swimming it's like really fun to watch them do it like, <laughs> really really fun like and all those guys too are like those are those are our homies, you know. What I mean, like Joint Operation, Little Stranger, Ugly Nature, Bumping,
1: Joey Harkin'. We love yeah, those guys. It's so cool it's to psych- see like all our friends still kicking ass in yeah. a way, despite the times.
0: Do you think? I mean, I know, I know a lot of bands. Um, a lot of people still work while they're in bands and have have jobs, and then just try to juggle the whole thing around. Um, do you think that this will? be the demise for a few bands here and there or do you think most will probably make it through it
4: i mean i think like i wouldn't want to like take a bet on like if it's going to be or not but like, yeah. i think like you know when you're in like the show circuit and you're touring it's easy to like go on autopilot and just like let the shows work the fan engagement like the making fans like all, like it's easy to let that formula work when you're out on the road every day meeting people and performing and doing it to where like you can like like not saying that we do, but like you can like sleep on things because it's just, okay, we're out here doing the formula. So like things are working. Like now it's like completely up to the band to be like, we need to stay relevant. We need to keep our fans engaged. So I think it's like, it's forcing people to work the other end of the formula in the sense of, okay, like we can't do shows. So now we need to amp up everything else that we were doing before, which I think is something that like toot toot, but like something that we've like always like stayed like very vigilant of no matter what. So I think like nothing's like, honestly, like in a lot of ways, like we're less busy because we're not doing the shows and we were doing a lot of this stuff already.
5: So it's like, I think
4: that like prepared us to where like, we've always been very keen on like fan engagement and like keeping people stoked on us, even when we're not in the town to where like, so I think like a lot of people that like, it's up a lot of bands, like if they weren't doing that, this would be a rude awakening. And like, they'll again, like they'll either single their swim sink or they'll swim so yeah you know
0: well and you and i have talked about that in the past and i think that kind of goes to you know your guys theory on putting out the music at the pace you do i mean it does keep you constantly relevant yeah Um, like
4: if we're not in your stream or like we're not in your new playlist we don't have something new coming out like you'll get you might get tired of the songs that you like by us and like what are we you know your main job as a band in my eyes is to put out music like so now we're at a point where like we can write more than we ever have because that's all we really have to do right now so like i think it's really crucial to like grab that ball and run with it like what we're just getting to is something that like amidst 200 tour dates a year we were still pretty sharp on so it's like yeah. it's almost giving us kind of like a, okay like like i was in the studio with uh, with rose the other day and like we were just chilling and like just coming up with ideas and going through stuff and like there was no stress and like we had nothing going on after no one had to leave to do anything. which just, we were done when we were done. And it was like a way more relaxed setting to create music than we usually put ourselves in the position to do.
0: So does that mean an album, a uh, little EP might be coming out soon?
5: Who's to say,
4: who's to say, I, I will say there's definitely going to be some more singles coming soon. And most people know what happens after singles. You know, so. Yes.
0: Yes, we do. Um, you know, I was looking online the other day, looking at your website, and I noticed you guys put out your chords for some of your songs a while ago. Um, and I also saw that you put, you know, tag us with your videos. Have you gotten tags with that? Have you gotten some some feedback from stuff like that? Yeah, there's been some people covering our songs, and it's been super cool. Like, I do like when I was learning
4: instruments and stuff back in the day, like the number one thing you do is you be like, oh, I like that song, I want to play that song, so like when I hear somebody like singing something that I wrote because they like wanted to learn it, it's like an insanely just humbling feeling and like just really cool. Like I I never thought things would go this far. Like I always dreamed that they would. And like now it's like kind of like I mentioned before too, just a responsibility to like, you know, if people are going to like admire you for what you do and stuff, like that's a responsibility to like give them what they're expecting. And like, you know, it keeps us in check. It keeps us grounded. It keeps us like, you know, creating for the we're creating for the listener. So if you're listening to us, like this song was made for you to hear. So if you took the initiative to learn that because you liked it that much, then like we really did the job. And like that's like a really cool, like gratifying feeling.
0: With that many songs coming out, do you ever do you ever have writer's block? Do you ever sit there and go oh my God? I can't think of anything right now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> well, I think like a crucial part of writing specifically like lyric-wise, is like like if you want to be a good like pitcher in baseball like you throw 100 pitches a day you take 100 foul shots you do whatever like that's like a muscle that like you have to work out and like 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 words come easily to people who use them often is a quote that my buddy said that I really liked and like so like I'll write 16 bars every day of lyrics and like 90% of them I throw away because they're no good because like straight up like you don't have an inspired thought every day. You're not saying something prolific every day. Like, but you need to like, in in my eyes, like like I still write those bars every single day, even though I'm throwing a lot of them out because like, I need to get those out of me and make room for the good ideas to come. So the more you're just flushing that system and doing it, like the more space you're creating for better ideas to
1: come. It's just like working any other muscle, I think is like a big part of it. Like I'm always writing, just walking down a street yeah like it's just always music going and i feel like it's the same for almost probably everyone else in the band too like yeah
4: when you blur the line of like business and pleasure like stuff can get like really weird so it's like i don't know like especially like amongst creating because like you want to like satisfy what people want to hear from you but also you want to stay true to, to yourself and what you're doing so it's like I don't think we ever stray from ourselves and like we say everything that we mean and stuff like that too. But like, we also have to keep in mind like who we're writing for. And like, honestly that gives me more ideas. Cause it's like, damn, like, what do I think like my friends and my fans and stuff like need to hear? Like,
1: so that's like a, a big part of it for metal me. drummer, punk drummer. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nah, I, I agree. I agree with him. Like I, I, I love what I do and it's a fun, creative muscle to flex. Making the music that we do, on top of just me loving to make music. Yeah. We're, we're passionate about it for sure.
0: So you said uh, earlier, James, you uh, you made a comment about um, didn't think you would still be doing this. So the question would be, uh, if you guys weren't doing music right now, what mm. would you be doing?
4: Wait, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. One one sec. I apologize.
0: What was the question? <laughs> I said, uh, if you weren't doing this, or if you couldn't do this, or if something happened and it and it wasn't the music direction, what what could you see yourself doing
1: besides music? Sorry, there's a knock at the door. <laughs> oh. um, besides music, what would you see yourself doing? Uh,
4: my plan was to be a history teacher. That was uh, still very passionate about that.
1: Uh, that's like definitely like the James is like. I learned so much history from just being on tour with James and everyone else's wild personality, you know, things that people know. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I like a lot of like, uh, I did a lot of like,
4: like social justice work for a while too. Like I was on, uh, I was in Nicaragua for a while uh, working on a fair trade coffee farm. Oh, wow! Uh, so a lot of like, I think music is a cool way. And like, you know, obviously like a lot of it can be talked right now and you have to see what comes of it. So like, I don't have like a lot of examples to offer you but like I think music is a really cool way to like make people listen to you and like when people are listening to you it's a way to talk on bigger issues like
1: mm-hmm.
4: like music is absolutely like a super important thing to a lot of people it is to me it is a lot of stuff but, like in the grand scheme of things like I don't see like what we do to be all that important I mean I know that it is like Again, to a lot of people and to me, like it's my life's work. So I know that it's important. Maybe it's the wrong words to say, but like I think there's like a lot of other, thi- like like this is a drastic example, but like how dare I like put all of my time into like touring music and writing lyrics when like there's child soldiers that need rehabilitated in Africa, and like that sounds like that like sounds insane, but I think like doing this like puts us on a platform to where like. We can speak on issues that are important to us, and people will listen and like respect what you're saying instead of just being like Joe Schmo who's just like on the corner screaming about something. Like again, it's a responsibility to use that power of people listening to you like in a beneficial way. But like, I don't like I'm eager to see like what good can come from like a lot of stuff. Like a lot of good has come from Tropidelic
1: already. But we've like, we have, like uh, a
4: small example, too, enough to catch up. I'm sorry. No, like, no, small no, example no, like, like we, uh, you know, the Adopt a Highway program. Do you guys have that? Like, yeah. Like, we, Atropidellic uh, uh, adopted a highway, you uh, know, in, uh, in Cleveland. So, like, we do, like, cleanups on the highway. Um, we do a lot of, like, canned food drives around, like, the the holidays and stuff at our shows and stuff. And, like, that's a big part of it for me. It's just, like, using this as a platform to, like, work on bigger issues that, like, I may not be qualified to do
3: otherwise. Like, yeah. Huh. Do your fans ever help you... Uh Clean up the highway. It's it's new. Yeah, so it's, it's a new <laughs> thing, uh,
4: it, it all kind of started like amidst the quarantine. So like, yeah, uh, the one cleanup we did, we weren't allowed to have other people there.
0: Gotcha.
4: Uh, so they will be eventually. That's awesome. Uh, so we kind of waiting for uh, for the band to lift.
0: <laughs> That's one way to get a ticket to the show is to help clean up the highway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> I got a, new, I got a new way for you to get tickets. Um, <laughs> We talked about compilations earlier. Um, you guys um, have released Snowman um, with uh, Dirty Heads. Was that recorded during all of this or was that previous to the, to being the quarantining? I think, I think it was during this. I think the
1: part came super early because I don't think the last tour show that we had was in Vegas. Yeah. I don't think we had the track then. Yeah. The,
4: the track was made like before all of this and then i think the uh jared watson's feature came during quarantine because it was a we didn't have a feature on it originally and then the opportunity came to to work with him so then we took out a verse and put his in which i do believe was recorded during
1: during quarantine yeah song was a lot longer like it went through a lot of changes yeah
0: so then it was your song that features them right not their song that features you okay correct was that who you always had pictured to be a part of it or did it just kind of just come about? Uh, we, you know, we have
1: a relationship with the dirty heads. Like we, we, you've been on Betty B's podcast. Like, yeah. Like they're cool guys. This They make great music writing it. I don't remember even what verse was there at this yeah, point. Like I think the idea
4: to have a feature was in, in the, like being tossed around, uh, and then we kind of floated it out to a couple different people, and then like we were just completely blown away that uh, Jared wanted to be a part of it. That so that was a really cool. Like, like Rex said, like uh, me and Rhodes were on Duddy B's podcast uh, in November, and then prior to that, we played the Dirty Heads Orlando Vacation, which is a festival that they do once awesome. a year. It was uh, so the cool. first one was last year. We did that, and then we're booked for this one in the fall as well. So uh, we've just been like working with them like a little bit here and there, and it was just really cool to like be able to do a track with them so that was like pretty uh pretty like mile mile marker checked off that, that was amazing like yeah super, super cool
0: yeah because you and i have talked about different people you've wanted to collaborate with and i think that they were part of that conversation as well they were and that's
4: funny that they were before
0: like before it happened, a, yeah a
4: dream back then and now it happens that
1: is kind of cool huh that's crazy so
0: yeah. do you have do you have others now that you need, that you still want to kind of work with? I mean, again, it's, you guys have done some stuff with Fishbone uh, and there's, I mean, you guys have a long list of people that you've collaborated with at this point. So uh, aside from, you know, uh, Jurassic five, is there other people that you you're aspiring to try, kind of work with?
4: I mean, definitely like dreams of like different people that would like, it would be awesome to make a song with them, whatever, but like, I guess like we're more interested too in like it happening like organically. Like, so we have a lot of songs with Brandon from Bumpin' Uglies and like, that's just because like, that's our homie and it made sense and like, we were like, yo, like Brandon would kill the part on this song. So let's call him and get this on like, like definitely people I would like aspire to like make music with. But like, I think it's like cooler when it happens, just like, yo, like that's my dude and he would crush this part. Like, and again, too, like Palmer Squares were like that. Like uh, we have a song with them off Fly a Renaissance called Pressure. And Ooh, I was lovely. a fan of Palmer Square since like 2012, like just like a just a rap duo that I just really enjoyed and looked up to. And then like when I finally got to meet them, it was cool to like meet them as a peer and not as like a Hey, I'm a rapper too. You should check me out." Like da da da. It was just like, they're, you know, like, they're hilarious. Like when they walked in, there, they're like, "Oh, what's up?" And I was like, "Hey," <laughs> like, trying to like contain James is like a damn. Like I'm finally like supposed to be in this room. Like you know, what I mean, I didn't feel like I was like. Like, somebody was doing me a favor. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like, they wanted to be on this song, because so they thought it was dope. And, like, that was something uh, Duddy B from the Dirty Head said on a podcast with uh, Howie from Ballyhoo. They were talking about uh, their collab with us, that Snowman song. And uh, Duddy B even said, he's like, yeah, like, we got the track, and uh, Jared heard it first and wrote something. And he's like, i was pissed. He's like, I wanted to do it on there, but we decided he could do it because he found it first. Like, whatever the hell. So that was, like, amazing. It's like, wow. Like, they both wanted to be on the track, man, like, decide who was going to do it, like. It's like things that like that that just like keep happening that just like, oh my god, like I can't believe this is like you know, be, being able to approach people like this as a peer now is like a really like humbling and like gratifying experience. And like that's yeah. Like, makes it feel like everything like all the bullshit we've had to like deal with over the years, it's like, damn, like it's like it was for something and it's like it's
1: working and like so that's really cool. I didn't really listen to like that much ska or reggae when I was growing up. I was more into like streetlight less than Jake with like the little sky I liked but um ballyhoo was one of like the first ska bands i ever fell in love with like, my first time at warp tour i was like 15 years old and they were there and the last place i ever saw my music career was a song with bally <laughs> <laughs> and like it was just like that's crazy like, i've loved <laughs> these guys for so long and now now like we've toured with them they're great guys i love what howie's doing and all them are doing um but yeah and then i The works on uh, here in the heights. That's the track that he sang on. It's pretty cool. Dope feeling.
0: Um, I I I asked this question to somebody else, but it it kind of works for you guys too. Um, looking back over the years that you've been in the business, what would you tell yourself now? What would you tell yourself from back then, knowing what you know now? If you were to meet yourself and say well, here i am starting out at the band what kind of things would you tell yourself
4: i i think i made a lot like fortunate enough to have made a lot of the right decisions over the years that like i wasn't so sure about at the time like uh like dropping out of college like to tour was like a, a big deal like with my family like i like i quit after my sophomore year and like that second semester of my sophomore year, I missed like six weeks of class, like from touring. And like, it really came, <laughs> it really came to a point where it was like, okay, <laughs> like I have to pick like one of the two of these, like, so like TROP just like, we were absolutely one of the more pop in Cleveland, but like, it just wasn't like, it's I don't know. Like when same, I told my family, way. that was like, something I wanted to do. Like, like my sister, who's a big idol of mine and friend of mine, like, was just like, yo, like, i love you and like i believe in you but like i think you're making the biggest mistake of your life like don't do this like she was like what she was saying and like definitely like respected that i know that was coming from a place of love so now now that she's like very proud of me and glad that i didn't make that decision i think i would have, i would go back and tell myself to like i think i had a lot of unneeded stress and like worries that like i would go back and tell myself like dude like Everything you're thinking is like going to go wrong is going to, but don't worry, you're going to figure that out. And like I would I think I just needed like I wish I would have came into it with a little more confidence than I initially had. I think I might be a little further along if I had. Like I think I would have like worked harder at things as opposed to just like, you know, spending half my time on school on a degree that I was never going to get, as opposed to like writing my ass off on some song that like now that's like what I do full time for work. Like I think like the confidence would have been something I'd have
1: been like, dude, like don't worry, like do what your gut tells you. Trying to think of what I would tell myself. (laughs) You hit the nail on the head with like the a lot of things are gonna go wrong, but just like I, I always dreamed of touring in a van and doing all that kind of stuff. And now that we do it, it was like (laughs) I've heard it was bad at points. (laughs) But you know, I never really thought it would be that way. It's a wild lifestyle, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not for it's not for everybody too. It's like it 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 was was like no shame in
4: that either. Like I remember being younger too, and you'd hear about like bands that you like, like favorite bands, like, oh, so and so quit, or the band broke up, and like you think in your head, like, what could possibly have been so bad that you left what you were doing or that group, whatever the hell, and like I mentioned earlier too, like when you Blur that line of like business and pleasure like shit can get really weird and really dark and like you know like i always like to say like music in a lot of ways is like 10 percent of it like always work on your craft always get better but like if you write good songs and you're good at what you do like you're going to have that you're going to keep working on that like it's, it's everything else you need to worry about like we were looking for a new drummer and we found rex like rex got the call and like he auditioned as a formality but, like, we, I knew he was good enough. Like, the reason he auditioned was because, like, I need to see if I can live with this guy. Yeah. Like, in a, like, I was looking for a roommate. I wasn't looking for a drummer. Like, if you're good enough at an instrument, that's just your foot in the door.
1: Like, I need a roommate. I, like, I joined a house of six insane human beings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, it, yeah, Wait, no. You all live together?
1: No, 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 no. I meant the band. That was <laughs> met, metaphorically. Metaphorically.
4: Well, okay. Two hundred days a year, yeah. We live in a 200 square foot space. Like, like so yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we literally, yeah. literally, bus is our home. Like
4: I, I see him more than I see my family. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, more than like I would see a girlfriend. Like you're like you're you're basically finding again roommates. Like you're not looking for bandmates, you're looking for roommates, and that's like, you know, somebody's just down for that you could be the best drummer in the world, but if you can't hang and you're not down with the lifestyle, then like, you're no good to me. Like that's all I mean. mean to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. All right. It's cool though. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's very fun. <laughs> um, I think that's all we got. Matt, Jamie, you guys got anything else you want to add? Any other questions based on what we talked about?
2: No, I'm all good. This
4: was awesome, though. Yeah, dude, you guys were great. This was so much fun.
3: Yeah, thank you you, for
0: thinking of us. I really appreciate you guys doing this. Um, You know, hopefully we can get out of this. Um, You know, hopefully Freak Stomp is not affected by any more. Yeah, 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 fingers crossed. There's even a chance we might. I might show up out there. We never know. Hey, (laughs) oh wow. We'll see. I with you if
2: that happens.
0: <laughs> hey, if you if
4: you guys come, you're on the guest list. So take that as motivation.
2: Oh, there you, you go. Come, we
0: got
2: you. Right? <laughs> <laughs>
5: you can camp
4: with you can camp with me, Jeff. <laughs> I'm down.
0: The oh, wife man. wants to go camping, so maybe that'll <laughs> yeah. be the answer. Dude, it's um, good to
4: see you again, Jeff. Too man, fucking. Oh, it's great. To we go see back you, a little ways man. now. It's always been yeah, super pro. It's always been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and and you know we'll revisit this again. I know you. I'm sure something's gonna come out of this musically with you guys and. Maybe, we, maybe we'll have some more songs to talk about and some other stuff that, uh, you know, that'll come up. Uh, or, you know, if we do show up for, for Freak Stop, we can uh, do some conversation then as well. Uh,
4: Absolutely. You just hit us up, man. We're always down. We
0: love you guys. I always appreciate talking to you guys. Um, and I appreciate the music uh, and Definitely. your time. Uh, if you guys wouldn't mind, uh, just tell us a little bit about Snowman, kind of what the background and stuff, and that'll that'll take us out.
4: So Snowman is just, uh, I mean, I think it encompasses a lot of what we talk about, just, like, with the, with the touring and stuff. And it's, like, um, I can't speak for Rhodes and his lyrics, but something, like, I kind of take from it is just the idea of, like, a snowman is there and then it's gone. And, like, to me, again, like, just to me, like, not speaking for anybody else, like, you know, you show up in a town and, like, everyone's like, wow, look at this, like, you're here. And then, like, it, you know, you're gone the next day and, like,
1: you know, just keep building that snowman, you know? Yeah, no, it's. We're not in the same place for a long time. The tour's crazy. Um, and you just experience a lot of things. I think that was probably written while we were.
5: Yeah, wrote those lines on tour. Around.
1: Like, I feel like I've thought those lines before, <laughs> like, or something around along the lines of it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a feel good song. Called Snowman. It's a summer song called Snowman.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that helps.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to play it. Guys, thank you very much for being on.
2: Thanks again for thinking of us. Yeah. Oh, All
0: right. Great. Always, man. We'll talk to you guys soon. I hope okay. so. Take care. All right. Everybody, take Peace. care.
5: I must admit that it feels like a snow little Here I go with the flow, living life like a snowman On the road doing shows, never knowing where my moan.
6: That you sip through ashes on their lips Taste the dirt when
5: they kiss you Your soul has weight When it's filled, it is blissful Never let another man down, down